Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, here we go. I have my friend Sean Aspenlin with me today on the Chase Merrill podcast. What's up, Sean? Hey, good to see you, man. Yeah, dude. Good to see you. This is... Uh, uh, one of those moments where when I, I thought about when I when I've been weaving all of these stories together and part of how my life has been impacted by so many people, it was impossible to move past the fact that there was a s- substantial season of my life that the Lord used you in uh, in friendship and impact uh, just in a huge way. And so, man, I, when I when I, yeah, uh, I, feel, I feel the same, man. Yeah. So, man, pumped to have you. Thanks for making the time. I know you got a lot going on in your busy family, kids, uh, business owner, all kinds of stuff you got going on. But would you take a moment before we jump too far in and for people that have no clue who you are, just give them a snapshot. Like, who is Sean Asplund? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that intro, Chase. I feel the same way. Um, I I do think about often, you know, the the times we, we had in that yeah. season where God was just moving and doing some pretty cool stuff. Uh, in the in the church and the in the friends group and that kind of thing, um, yeah. So uh, I'm uh, I'm from Roseville, California, and two years ago I felt led by the Lord and you know different reasons to bring my family out to Nashville. So yeah. now we are in Middle Tennessee and we love it out here. And uh, I uh, I served as a a pastor at a church in Rockland uh, for seven years. And then nine years, that was nine years ago when um, God brought me out of that role, which is nine years ago, old, bro. man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I stepped out of that role, pretty much stepped out in faith because I felt God was was speaking to me and my wife. We both yeah. felt that he was saying um, to trust him and take the next step uh, in obedience. And, you know, I'm, I'm the planner. I'm the guy that likes 10 steps. I want to know what's going to happen 10 sure. steps ahead before, sure. you know. Totally. And so that was tough, and we might talk about that more. Who knows in this podcast? But um, but yeah, we uh we went in from from full time church ministry where I was um, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, mainly my my focus was with the college career ministry at that time. So I was uh, leading that group and um, doing a lot of music and worship and. You know, you and I did a lot of that stuff together too over we the did. years with Kingdom and being yeah, at Destiny together. So lot. that was, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to introduce my kids to Kingdom. Let's go. <laughs> and tell them, especially Chloe, she's five. I'm like, hey, I... Chloe, your dad, he was, that's your dad. She's like, that's you? <laughs> <laughs> that's so, dude, um, I, I, I'm just thinking about, I, I, I haven't even thought about introducing my kids to kingdom, but that's, yeah, sorry, keep yeah. going. But I just, I was like, well, I, I thought time. about it because um, you were, you were the, you, you were the lead singer on a few of those songs on our first album. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, stepped out of ministry. Um, I thought I'd be, I personally thought I would be, serving in a pastoral role forever. I never had any thought of not being a pastor at a church. That's just what I felt. That's just what I thought, I assumed. And then, um, you know, through a series of events, God just opened up doors in the finance world. Um, And I've been learning the last nine years how to be an effective, you know, Christian businessman. Yeah, totally. (laughs) you know, the conversations I have now are are interesting and different and there's times where I get to pray with referral partners or pray with clients or you know our 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 team. So I I own a company called Thrive Lending. Uh so I do mortgages and we're in nine different states now. So it's cool to see over the last 2 years since we launched Thrive it's growing and so you know, awesome. See how it goes. But uh you know we're we're constantly I'm constantly trying to find ways to you know s- honor the Lord in the work and, and not view like, oh, I do mortgages, therefore I can't do ministry. No, it's all, it's all ministry. Yeah. It all, totally. it all is, you yeah. know, 
so that's just a little snapshot. So now I, you know, I uh, do loans and train loan officers and recruit loan officers and build a team, build up teams. And yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. And I still serve. So we're, we're part of a church out here in Nashville called church of the city. Yeah. Let's go locations. I know you visited the Franklin campus yeah. when it came out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we go to the, uh, Spring Hill campus, which is about 15 minutes South of the, uh, Franklin, like large campus. Yeah. And so, um, I, uh, for me, like playing electric guitar on the worship team, that's like a great way to serve and connect and get to know people. So that, I've been doing that for two years now and that's been great. That's awesome. Um, it's been fun to build some new relationships and stuff. So yeah, it's so good. So there's you, a snapshot. Yeah. You referenced, <laughs> you referenced, uh, just your kids and, um, like what, like how, how old are they now? How long have you and Ashley been married? Like I'm thinking about like, it's, I, I think I have the number in my head, but just wait, yeah, where, where are you at? So I don't, yeah. I don't mess it up. Yeah. So Ashley and I, we've been married for a little over 10 years. We Let's celebrated go. 10 years last May. And then Chloe, our daughter, she's five and uh, she's awesome. She's very smart. She asked me a lot of deep questions about God. <laughs> like, okay, how do I explain this to a five-year-old? You know? <laughs> uh, I know you know that. Yeah. That, that's no, about. Those are good. Um, and then our little guy, Caden, he, um, he's one, well, one and a half technically, but uh, he's just awesome. He just eats and laughs and dances and Dude, it's fun. So well, good. I mean, you know, what's, what I do want to say about the kids is that um, we, for both of our kids, we had a hard time conceiving, you know? Mm. Um, and so both of them were kind of like miracle children, yeah. you know? Let's go. Um, even to the point where for Caden... Um, Ashley had some stuff going on. I need to get onto all the details, but she was about to have a procedure because um, we were trying to get pregnant. Wasn't happening for Chloe. It took almost two years, and Kaden almost took another close to two years. So she had a procedure scheduled on a day um, to to help with getting pregnant. And a week before, she took a pregnancy test and she was pregnant. So Jeez. a week before, if she hadn't taken that test that procedure would have, yeah, you know, made yeah. it so he, yeah. Yeah. So uh, both, God, we, we see both sovereignty. our kids as a huge blessing and, you know, we prayed a lot, a long time for our kiddos and now we've got two. So yeah, dude, very grateful. So rad. Dude, I, I, I'm thinking about, so 10 years, because you guys, we, we, we were just, Holly and I were just before, you were May, so we were October, I think, just before you, you know, so not even a full year. So October um, 2012, probably. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, so yeah, because we just celebrated 11, and just to think, man, that's a long time. 10, 10 years, 10, 11 yeah. years. <laughs> it's like, I I was just having a conversation with somebody recently about, like, that seven-year mark. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of statistics around if you can make it to seven, you know, then you've, like, you, you've crossed the threshold of where a, a lot of divorces will happen before seven and, you know, et cetera. But I feel like 10 is even more, like, you know, and so, like, to hit 10, well done. I'm just thinking about how much, uh, you, you too, know, man. yeah, over the last few years getting to see just from afar. But, man, so here, here's what I want to do for people to get, like, okay, yeah. so uh, this dude. We we got introduced in when I was in high school. I, I I was a freshman. I feel like when you I think you came before you went to University of the Cumberlands in Kentucky. You were um, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in two thousand five. Okay, and then college so, in two thousand nine. Yeah, and then so, I had come back. Um, when did you Rockland? When did you come for? Because you went on like a after. like a summer camp or something with us. I can't remember if it was like after you had. I, I feel so like we started in 2000, like I think it was 2007. Okay. Yeah. 2007, yeah. 2008. Okay. So, so for people that, for, for people to have some context here. So I had, we've, I've shared a few different times on the podcast, some of the journey that I had with Holly, my, my wife and how, uh, I liked her early on and then pursued her hard for two years or so was just rejected over and over. And then finally was like, I'm over this. Uh, she, she liked, uh, some older guys like Robert Silva was kind of like the one that, you know, she, he, oh, Robert, Robert, Robert was always just picking off, you know, all of the, the, the women for the rest of us. But anyway, I, uh, I moved on from that and was like, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm started liking some, I started liking your sister, Natalie, uh, in high school, freshman. You I know, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's in, why we became friends. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. So I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure the the initial inception was like, all right, well, uh, man, family is important here. I'm gonna try to like at least get to know this guy. And 
uh, I mean, the, the the story of that journey. I mean, Natalie was a great friend throughout high school and in into you know young adult years, and um, and yeah. but but I did not expect to actually develop the friendship that I developed with her older brother. So you know, because you were five, four or five years older, I think, because where you graduated. Yeah, I think you're four years older. Yeah. And uh, so when you graduated college, you you know, I remember there being this. Um, the significant moment when you did come back from one or two of those years before graduating college where you, you came and you did some, yeah, like some summer camp stuff or whatever, 2007, 2008. And like God was doing something. You loved the Lord. He'd been changed. He had changed your life in a lot of ways. You knew a lot, but there was something that you were like, you were like, man, I'm not just going to do, you were pursuing, I can't remember, biology or something in the kind of the yeah. medical world, right? Yeah. Um, super smart, super talented. I mean, people oh. should know, like, you know, scholarship for soccer. I mean, you were incredible. I'm sure you still are. Incredible soccer player. And um, so you were there busy doing that. But, man, I, I remember just something lit, lit you on fire in a different kind of way uh, around that time for the Lord. And, like, man, maybe there's, like, a redirect out of – where I'm at pursuing this education, um, I want to finish strong, but like maybe there's like ministry stuff God's calling me to step into. Um, that yeah, I can shed some light on that if you want. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, so my junior year going to my junior year of of college, so my I had just finished my sophomore year, came back, and I went, um, I was not walking with the Lord, like I believed in Jesus and I grew up in church, but I wasn't like. Yeah, I didn't have an active relationship with God. You know, um, I would go to church basically to appease my my family. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure, sure. and I was just playing soccer and doing my thing and uh, partying and you know whatever I wanted to do was what I was doing. And long story short, I went to a, an event. Uh, it was a Bethel event at William Jessup, and my sister actually she blackmailed me into going. She said, "Hey." <laughs> You need to come with me to this event yeah. or else I'll tell mom what you're doing later tonight. Like, <laughs> that's yeah, And I don't remember Dude. all that's going on. I yeah. just remember like, what? My sister is blackmailing Dude. me to go to church? Yeah. And man, I've never encountered God like that ever. It was like, yeah, it was life-changing, you yeah. know? And so I, sur- I surrendered that night to Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like the full 180, right? Um, and I, I, you know, and then that summer, that's when we somehow, you know, got yeah. con- I don't remember all the details. We started getting connected and then I was just hungry. I was like, yeah. I, I want to know Jesus. And I was, you know, we had those, you know, times at your house and yeah. at church and then at yeah. different parks where we just get together and worship and pray. And then God yeah. started like healing people and it, it freeing was, people from... The, yeah, stuff that was you know, holding, I mean, yeah, and- man... It, it it was it was it was nuts amazing and, and it yeah. was and it was real like that was the thing too that I, I it was one of the first times in my life where you know you'd heard and seen different things in different places but like there was such a palpable hunger that had been growing in 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 the two of us and several others that were a part of kind of that world where it was like yeah i can't get enough of jesus and and yeah we were spending all of the time that we had available to pursue that and seek God for, you know, whatever he wanted to say and do. And there was some pretty radical encounters that, that were happening consistently. We would just get together and pray and yeah. stuff started happening. It was like, yeah. it wasn't planned. It just started happening. Yeah. And uh, that was, that was stuff that, you know, as a new believer, I mean, I, again, like I'd grown up in church, but I hadn't ever really surrendered. And, and that was a big part of my journey, you know, of like, all right, Lord, you're showing off right now. <laughs> like, yeah. This is really cool, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so when I went, it was to the point where I went back to college, you know, my junior year started. I went to school in Kentucky, so I flew back for the for the next semester, and I, I tried to plug into the, the on-campus, like, Christian groups, and they all thought I was a freshman because they'd never seen me before. Like, <laughs> no, I'm actually a junior, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love, I love So I had that. this whole, like, spiel. I had to know, I knew they were going to ask if I was new. Yeah. Um, but I got plugged in there and um, got around some really great mentors. God totally like placed me in a really great church there, like right down the street. I didn't have a car in college because um, it was so far. I just yeah. bummed rides and walked, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there was a really great church I walked to like half a mile down the street. And um, they just, their leadership and their discipleship training, 
And then that's when I started just picking up guitar because when I gave my life to Christ, I wasn't going out on Fridays and Saturday nights anymore to go, you know, to the city or what do whatever was going on with the soccer team, you know, some of the guys. So I just borrowed a guitar and I YouTubed how to play guitar. And I would just have these like worship sessions every Friday and Saturday night in my dorm room suite by myself. Yeah. Everyone else is out and I'm just like reading the Bible and learning to play guitar. And who would have known that that would have led to, you know, going into ministry and then playing, you know, God opening up doors in, in worship and then kingdom yeah. forming, you know, yeah. our band. And then, yeah. you know, you know, like all these doors have opened from, from that season, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think, really I, I think something that was so impactful for me when I think about the the way I watched you navigate that season, right? Because so many people find themselves in some form of a feeling stuck. Like, okay, I'm stuck in the path that I have already planned or my parents really want from me or, you know, whatever. And, and then, but, but there being something and like, for the sake of the conversation, like God, God was stirring something up in you and you had to make some decisions around like, man, this is sacrificial in a big way. Like, I, I mean, there's education in this space that I've been pursuing all towards this direction. If I pivot from that towards this, it's it, in essence, you know, we, we don't believe anything is wasted. Obviously, God used all of that. But that thought of like, will I waste this time, money, whatever towards this direction if I go this direction in that wrestling and watching you go so submitted before the Lord and letting him do whatever he wanted to do when you had a ton of other opportunities in front of you in different ways was something as a as a younger you know young younger man you know growing as a young man watching you go this dude's so talented and gifted and called but he's saying god i if it means being an intern at a church and that was humbling for sure right bro but that was like that was where i was like man this dude really this dude really is the real deal like and i remember thinking to myself as i graduated uh, you know, and you, I graduated high school when you graduated college. So we went into the internship program at, at, at the time of Sunset Christian Center, now Destiny Christian Church together. And nobody had really yeah. done what you had done, which was finish a college degree and said, hey, I'm going to come back and get trained up and equipped for ministry. And, you know, like, yeah, like not get paid too much to do that after you get a college degree. And yet, bro, you were so humble and submitted to what God wanted to do uh, oh. that it was like, this this is the real deal. It, it it inspired me in so many ways just to watch you navigate that season. And I mean, we were we would be like I remember what day of the week it was, but I remember the amount of chairs we were responsible for setting up or moving around tables. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember all that. You know what's funny is that my senior year of college, it was like I was gonna graduate in May that year, and right. it was in January where I was studying for some chemistry or biology something i was doing yeah and i remember like god just spoke to me in that moment and said you i need you in ministry i need you to help people spiritually i know you're studying to go help people physically i need i need you to i need you to help people spiritually like yeah. i'm going to use you for that and and like i journaled it and i was like and then a couple of days go by i'm like was that i mean i feel like that was the lord but that was that really the lord you know and you know just the mental battle of like sure. because the gravity is like I've just spent four years studying and preparing and playing playing soccer to go pro, and that was my my goal. And if yeah. that didn't work out, then I was in a position to go into the medical world, whether yeah. it was a doctor or or you know something along those lines. So like I was having to make decisions, and then God speaks that to me, and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Like this is like there's a lot on the line here, you know. Totally. Um, and that's when I, I prayed about it for a couple of weeks and I still felt like that's what God was saying to me. So then I called Pastor Kyle Bethke yeah. out of the blue. I was like, hey, Kyle, Sean here. And we knew each other, but I wasn't like super, right. like I, I had helped out some, but we weren't like close. You right, know? you weren't super like, connected hey, yet. If you feel God leading you, then come be an intern, you know, because I had no ministry experience right? other than like playing guitar, you know. Yeah. No edu, no no Bible school, no theology, yeah. nothing. Yeah, you know. And so then, when I became an intern, I remember like, you know, I guess I just didn't realize what it all meant. And then it was like, all right, go stack these chairs. And like, 
And there was a t- couple times where I was like, did I do the, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing right now? You know? <laughs> totally. But it yeah. was all part of God's plan. Totally, you know? dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, funny. uh, I just, this last week had a, a podcast with Pastor Greg, who is the senior pastor of that church that we, you know, we did our internship with and, and, and yeah. referenced how that, that church, you know, not only did I like at a, at a winter camp in that, you know, under, uh, Kim and Dave Leatherman, who we had young adult ministry, we were on the same team together and on staff together. Um, them and Kyle and Marcia Bethke, you just referenced like under their ministry, under Pastor Greg's ministry and you know, of the church, like I, I really gave my heart to Jesus for real, uh, baptized in the spirit, called in the ministry, met my wife, had my first ministry job, uh, you know, in that space, a lot of, a lot of big, you know, formation things. And, uh, and we really, uh, although I had quit the internship that we did started together, I, I, I quit and I quit it prematurely. Uh, you did not, you finished strong and the Lord, you know, <laughs> opened up those doors and honored you well, but, um, but, but then bringing it back around, we were in, ended up being on, on staff together there with the young adult ministry. And yeah, those were fun. That was I fun. Mean, dude, so much fun. I mean, really think about fun. those years, like as as challenging as it were, man, those were some really fun, joy-filled years that the Lord gave us oh, yeah. you know, in different ways. Um, it was totally great. Yeah, it was amazing. And just to see like what, you know, because there, there's one aspect of what God's doing in our lives. Yeah. Like in the growth. Yeah. You know, and then there's like what we get to be a part of in yeah. seeing what God's doing in the, in the ministry picture. that yeah. we're helping lead, you know, just really really fun really cool time you yeah know, yeah really the cool big season. the big like when i think about your impact on my life um it it's it's part of it is the picture of like um the the mentor big brother like the reality that like you you really can't get to where ultimately god's calling you to go without other people who uh, are willing to invest in you who are older or more experienced or whatever and um and I just think about those years, man. If I, I know I that you, you've, and I had a lot of great leaders and mentors in my life. Obviously, you know, just people we were around in ministry and church. There, some, yeah. Great, but like there, there, there was a difference. There was a difference that you, you were, uh, you filled a role that I didn't even know it could exist, which was somebody that I looked up to as a, as a, you know, a, a older, older brother kind of figure, if you will, which I didn't have. I'm, a, I'm a firstborn, and so there's that. But, but it was also like. You didn't treat me like um, like I was your uh, like project or like I was your mentee, and and yet, man, the way that I was able to be so challenged and developed and forged by your your relationship and influence and your time, like you just gave me time, and I just remember thinking to myself multiple times throughout those those years, like, why is this dude giving me his time? You know, I'm four years younger. And there's got to be older people in his world that like, he would, you know, but there was something the Lord was doing really in the friendship that I just, I, I can't express how thankful I am that, you know, whether it was during the summers when you were home um, or just the time even in those those years of internship and working together where it was like uh, the Lord gave me this gift of like, man, no, not that I'm worthy to be invested in like that, although I do think that the Lord helps me see that in a healthy way. But it was just—it was like, man, th- this is possible. Healthy mentorship, healthy investment of discipleship, and and uh, in in relationship like that is out there. And man, it's so important. People, people need it, and they need to seek it out. Um, I wasn't going to be denied. I, I I even when I didn't like your sister anymore in that way, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, this dude. I need to pursue this dude because uh, of what you know is the value of this friendship and relationship and so but man thanks for thanks for taking the time to invest in me of course man i feel the same way you know i learned a lot from you so it's it's funny to hear you say that because my thought was like man chase is like so much further spiritually down the road and like he's on fire and he's this awesome worship lead you know like that was my view and it's true that's what you are you know and so um, I never viewed it as like, a, just so you know, yeah. you know I never yeah. viewed it as like, a, oh, you know, here we go. No, yeah. it was, uh, I yeah. mean, I, I try to tell people, you know, we're seeing people literally delivered from demons at these prayer meetings we were happening and, you know, like miracles were legit happening, you know, yeah. and like, 
it was just such a cool time. And so, you know, I was just, you know, personally, I think when I think about that, I was trying to soak it in. I was trying to learn. I was trying to, you know, God had, you know, you were around a lot for that. Riley was around a lot for that. Yeah, he was. Adam yeah. Leffler. Remember yes, Adam? Yes, Adam. Oh, absolutely. He was around a lot yeah. for that. Yeah, I remember. And it was just like, we were young and hungry and wanted to see God move. And, and now here we are 10, 11 years down the road in different yeah. seasons, but yeah. um, serving the Lord and yeah yeah just so the thought of the thought of uh and and i was thinking about being married 10 or 11 years um you know you you were one of my four groomsmen in my wedding um Mm -hmm. got to be you know in yours the idea of like having man just that that was the that was the impact like i mean like just thinking about like that was that was significant right and yeah. Um. To see you so faithfully serve the Lord and trust Him in in that season through, you know, your pursuit of relationship and, uh, you know, marriage to Ashley and journeying through. You kind of alluded to it earlier, and I'd love for you to speak to it. Just the the transition of okay, I've I've been in this place and faithfully serving in this assignment and this call of ministry. Um. But you hit a point where a lot of people in the ministry space hit, but don't know how to navigate. And, you know, I watched you navigate it uh, on this side, especially seeing back really well. And I'm sure it didn't always maybe feel like that. But will you speak to that? Like how 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 did you how did you transit? How did you know, Okay, like this season of ministry that I've gave eight, nine years, you know, in this way? is coming to a conclusion and and maybe there's something different i don't know exactly what but maybe it's time to step into something new with the lord um like if somebody's listening and that's them because i know i know that there are people that will be in that space like how did you navigate that where how did where did you turn to really go for answers in that season yeah well hopefully what i share can encourage people you know because i maybe it's just me but I guess I just naturally assume that God speaks to me and I walk in obedience to him that I'm not going to, it's not going to be really, really hard. Like, Hmm. I don't know, saying it sounds weird, but like in my mind, I'm like, well, Lord, I'm following you. I'm listening to your voice. I'm obeying. I'm doing what you've asked me to do. And I'm trusting you're going to make a way, which he does make a way, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And that's the part, you know, when I think about my story and, you know, where I was and how I got here today, I mean, to be honest, it's been, you know, adversity after adversity, after obstacle, after yeah. like feeling like I'm getting beat down, you know? So for people who are go- in a season listening, like I'm following the Lord, I'm being obedient, you know, I'm doing what he's asking me to do and it's hard. Like I completely understand and that's part of my story. So to yeah. answer your question, um, about a year before I actually stepped down uh, at Destiny, um, it was at a Wednesday night men's Bible study, you know, the Wednesday night men's get together they had uh, every Wednesday. And I was driving home that night and I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you're, you know, your time here is, is coming to an end. And I was like, what does that mean? And so I thought it would just meant like, maybe there's another ministry position that would open up maybe within destiny. Maybe it meant that I wasn't going to be the pastor of the college career. Maybe I was gonna do something else or maybe a different church, who knows, but I kind of tabled it, just kind of kept it, you know, in the back of my mind. And then I shared a couple of days later with Ashley, like, Hey, I feel like God's been saying this to me and I'm not sure what it means, but just wanted to share, you know, and she said she felt the same way. Um, which is interesting. So that was kind of the start. It was about a year. And then throughout that year, there were just some different things that had happened and situations that come up that it just made it very clear that God was um, moving us out of our roles. I feel like it was like our our time there was coming to an end and a new season was beginning. Now, again, I like to be 10 steps ahead. So like I'm doing all this planning while God is literally telling me, I'm, I need you to, you know, I, I read in Genesis about Abraham and how, you know, his obedience, like God didn't give him all the answers before he obeyed. He obeyed and then God God showed him the next step. And so, you know, I was always preaching faith and trusting the Lord. And I just felt like God was challenging me, like, to, to put my money where my mouth is. And like, you trust me? Prove it, you know, in love, obviously. Yeah, sure, sure. And so... um, I remember I was I was struggling with this like because I'm I'm married I'm responsible I'm not just like by my, on my own, you know I we have 
uh, at that time we were renting, we, we have expenses. And for right. me to not know where my income is going to come from, if I step out in faith and do what I feel like I'm supposed to do, you know? And um, I do remember there was one time in this in this year process, um, uh, I was just asking God for like confirmation, like, Lord, I, I, I'm going to do it. I just, if, if you could be so kind, just give me some confirmation, like... Yeah. Please, this is a big deal. And I remember I walked um, to, I got into work that that morning, and Pastor Sean Sweet came up to me, and he walks by the hall. Hey, how's it going? And we we walk by each other, and then he stops, and he's like, "Hey, um, I feel like God's telling me to tell you to be like Abraham." I was like, <laughs> "Okay," and he had no, I, I'd never told him anything, you know. And so, like, you know, I was just all right. Thanks, Lord. Like, wow. I asked for, I asked for some confirmation. You know, I've been struggling with this, and he had no idea what that meant I, at all. I knew, I knew what that meant. And so, what that meant was through the series of events, stepping down, going into a new season, not knowing what that looked like, and that was very difficult. That was extremely difficult. You yeah. know. Um, so I, you know, I, I started to sell, to buy some time, you know, I didn't know what God, what doors of God would open up. So, um, I started to sell solar and I went door to door, uh, knocking, door knocking for six months selling solar. And it was the worst job in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) I would come home probably twice a week. I would be crying because of how many times I got cussed out because people didn't want to talk. And I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even want to talk to them. Yeah. You know? But with the company I was at, I had, they would they would pick me up in a car in the morning. They would drop me off at a location in no Sacramento. Way. No way. And then leave me there for six hours. And then I'd walk these streets and neighborhoods and knock on doors and try to sell solar. But it was really great for my growth because, um, you know, being in the church world, I felt like I was not in a bad way, but like there's, there, you know, I'm, I'm immersed in the church world and then I'm right. and all of a sudden now trying to go do sales. And so there was a learning curve that I had to go through and I think was accelerated with um, just, all right, let's go door knock, you yeah. know, let's do the worst one, the one that no one wants to talk to. Yeah. And it was probably more for me any, anyways yeah. to, to be able to grow. And so um, I remember in that season, you know, like I'm trying to like sell solar. I was doing some you know, music lessons on the side, just trying to figure out how to provide for my family. And um, we ended up having to move in with my in-laws. Um, so I was a married man for a few years asking the in-laws to move in. And that was, again, very humbling. Like, yeah. that's not what I had planned. Yeah. You know, I'm like, God, I'm obeying you. And now I have to move in with my in-laws. And I remember, you know, one of the months that I lived with them, it was, they're, they're amazing and they were great um, and very very kind to let us, my wife and I move in and get some yeah. financial relief while we were figuring out what God was doing. But I remember I broke down one one day. Um, I was looking at our finances and one month I had made $217 that month. Hmm. And it was just like, it was like a gut punch, you know, because here I am, I'm supposed to be the provider. I'm doing all, trying all these different things and nothing seems to be sticking. And I'm like, I'm doing my best to follow what the Lord is doing and leading us. And it's just like, now we're moving in with the in-law, you know, it just, everything seemed like it was going backwards, you know? So there was a lot of doubt that had crept in and like, did I make the right decision? But then I had to lean on, like, I know God spoke to me, you know? And so after six months of, of solar and doing some, doing some different music stuff, uh, lessons with kids and stuff. Um, I had a, a lunch, random lunch with uh, one of my uh, my mentors, and he was a mortgage broker. And uh, so we're sitting chatting. I'm asking him, like, how did you figure out what you wanted to do? And just all these things. We're just chatting. Uh, we're at the Fountains for lunch uh, in Roseville. And he just randomly, out of nowhere, says, hey, I think you'd be great at doing loans. Have you ever thought about that? I'm like, dude, I'm so broke. I've never bought a house. I don't know a thing about that. Like, you know, I gave him all the reasons why I wouldn't. And he said, Hey, tell you what, I'll bring you on my staff. It's very nice of him. He's I'll bring you on my staff. I think you'd be good at it. Teach you the back end. You'll get paid a salary. So you'll be working for me. And then during that time you get your licensing. And once you get your licensing, you can go out and, you know, originate some loans. So I said, okay, well, let me try it. And uh, not knowing that that would be 
what I would, what the door that God would open up. Sure, you know? sure. When I stepped out of ministry from debt, like full-time pastoral ministry, I did not ever once think that that would lead me into the financial world. I just it never even crossed my mind. Sure. You know? Yeah. But it was like just every day saying yes to the Lord. And then that six months of just, just grinding and painful growth is when I think of it. It was like, it was very painful, but it was what I needed to embrace the next phase God, the next doors God was opening. And I didn't even know what those were going to be, you know? So like looking back, I can see it very clearly in the moment. It's like, man, Lord, like, why is this so hard? You know? What do you, I want to, I don't want to interrupt the flow, but I, I, there's a, Part of the questions that I, one of the questions I ask in every episode is like, what's something in your life that's held you back um, that from being who you were made to be that you've been freed up from um, to, to step into who you're made to be? And and so maybe there's a way even with what you're talking about that you would speak to that. But thinking about those six months um, in, the, the, in the hindsight of it, what when what do you feel like you could see was like broken off in you or like that the Lord was was really wanting to to you know shape and and sharpen that after you got through that you know not that everything turned out right or you know it was easy but like what do you when you look back you go like if there was something that the Lord really formed in that like what would you say stands out when it when you think about it yeah that's a great question um there's a lot that happened in that time that was really good and needed um I'd say one of the the top things that comes to mind when I think about my journey is that God was showing me that I don't need to, for lack of a better word, care what other people think about me. Um, man's opinion. Yeah. You know, um, I think it stems a lot deeper than just like a transition from church for me because, you know, um, there's been some significant people in my life, you know, some part of my family and then other other people who just been really like it's just been been hurt by you know totally it's just it's just real you know it happened absolutely um and so i think that for me i cared so much about what people would think without knowing it i would never told you at that time oh i care about people i never would have thought but i think deep down i would you know really be concerned with how people viewed me or 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 thought of me or, or whatever you know and in that process, I really had to just, you know, God was showing me that that was part of what he was trying to free me from. Yeah. And then realizing that, and then also from that point, really um, making decisions n- that were not in that light. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, you know, I remember I was on rock bottom. Like, you know, like I, you know, you, you shared a little bit of my story and like, from going from like professional soccer, medical school to like stacking chairs and then serving faithfully and then back down again, you know, like this whole like roller coaster, um, it really challenged me to dig deep and like learn to trust God, yeah. you know? Um, it's one thing for me to to teach about it in the Bible, but it's another thing for me to actually do it. Totally. You know? <laughs> totally. And so... Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say like just the whole concept of like man's opinion, you know, yeah. um, it's not that I, I'm not saying I don't care what people think. I'm not trying to piss people off. Like that's not my, my sure. message, but, sure. um, I'm not, you know, my priority is the Lord, my family, you know, I think that it was easy for me to, to say yes to things or, or say no to things based on what people may have expected of me. Yeah. You know, totally being in the church and. You know, I felt like I was like, yes, I had, I was saying yes to everything at all times. You know, I didn't have boundaries that led into setting boundaries, you know, um, good boundaries, you know? So I'd say like, that's probably the, one of the big things that I learned, you know, um, also too, like, you know, that process, the other big thing, if we have time for it, um, is, uh, I went through a process of just really having to be intentional about forgiving people that had hurt me, you know, over the, over mm. the years. Um, and, uh, that was hard, yeah. you know, I just, I just, my fleshly side wanted just to hold on to that, you know? Yeah. And so, um, 
that was the start. When I stepped down from church ministry into that season of figuring it out for six months and then into mortgage, it was like there was a good chunk of that that was um, God just really walking me through the steps and the, the showing me the areas where I needed to forgive people. You yeah. Know? yeah. The biggest one was my dad. I mean, mm. you know more than a lot of people, but sure. um, he was not a great example. You know, and he 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 made decisions that hurt me and hurt my sister and my mom. You know. Yep. And so uh, realizing through the low times, you know, because like when everything is going great, and this maybe it's just me, everything is going great. You know, the, the Bible warns about this stuff. You know, yeah. don't forget the Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. When things are tough, when you're going through a dry season, when you're going through a hard season, whether that's financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know, you definitely see, I definitely seem to be more tuned in. And it's in those times where God's showing me, hey, you know, I need you to take this next step on your journey for forgiveness with, with your dad. Yeah. I know that you feel justified, Sean, and in, in feeling this way, but for your own health and yeah. you know yeah there's and there's I'm some paraphrasing yeah but that's but, that that's a big that's a big part of my journey yeah you know yeah th first of all thanks for thanks for your vulnerability man and and i there are so many people who have a similar story in, in some of that capacity that yeah um have a hard time talking about it or hearing other people talk about it because of not knowing how to navigate it or just the pains as it's just too much or and I, I just, I don't want people listening to miss this, that even as you mentioned that uh, part of the journey of God helping you grow and seeing the power of forgiveness and, and the hold of unforgiveness that maybe it was having on your own life, um, that yeah. they, that they feel pretty bitter. I was getting pretty bitter and sure. angry, you know, um, but yeah, you're right. The power of that, that hold of unforgiveness is very real. Yeah, yeah. And I just I, I hope that this will be a, almost even a, just a prophetic moment for people to go if that's if that's you in any capacity it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that w by starting to step more into that journey of forgiveness that you are letting go uh, or you know letting the person go like you know um, you get out of jail free card if you will with what they've done or what they haven't done or you know but but just as m so many of us know about just the world of bitterness and unforgiveness etc but. Uh, you know, it's like drinking poison kind of thing. Like we've heard that saying and expecting somebody else to die after you drink the poison kind of thing is that idea. But, but let this be a, a moment, right? Like the pauses you're listening or watching, let this be a moment that you hear the Lord through somebody else's testimony be like, man, don't, don't neglect this, like press in, press into the journey of forgiveness that, that the Lord might want to take you on even deeper than where you are because of what's on the other side. Right. And I, I and that's what I'd love you to speak yeah. to just kind of like, maybe even coming towards the end of the conversation here today, just that what, you know, I'm not projecting that everything is good in, in all that space and that you're just, you know, I'm great now and my forgiveness is there. Uh, I'm sure like God's done a lot of healing and, and still has more in that space. But what I'm seeing out of your life now um, from afar is uh, a lot of life. And freedom, and and you you know the name of your guys' company, Thrive. I mean, there's there's yeah. th there's a lot of thriving happening. It seems like with, um, I mean, it took a long time to get there, and you're still a lot of work and a lot of great people around you and all that. But it, it's impossible not to see that um, it seems like you're experiencing some f some of the fruit that's been on the other yeah. side of the valley, and. Uh, the the hard journey of walking through some of the things you've mentioned. So, will, will you just speak to that? Like, I mean, for people to go, man, like, g g give me some hope here, if you will, to like, what are you what are you seeing and experiencing yeah. now from you know from from this season of two two plus years into this business and moving a family to? It feels like everybody followed you know you out there. Uh, you kind of were the first wave of Californians man. and Washingtonians and. You know, all of the West Coast uh, people that are like getting the heck out of Dodge to, to go to Tennessee, um, you know, you were kind of on that front wave. And uh, in fact, I'll, I, we don't have to speak into this that much, but I, I just remember there being like a, um, you know, yeah, it just it, probably a, a difficult decision in some way, but also not because you're like, I want a different kind of life out here. But 
uh, but you guys have planted some roots in, and it seems like it's it's a healthy home now for you and a lot of the people yeah. that are, are with you. So will you speak to that just for, for some some hope for people? Like where where are you at now? What are you seeing? Yeah, and what's for God sure. Doing? Well, you know, um, during the valley time, you know, everything just seems to be exposed. You know, like what I mean by that is, you know, there was a toll on my marriage. Yeah. You know, my relationship with Ashley. There was a there was a toll on my relationship with God in certain times in that that time where, yeah. you know, um, like Lord, you told me to do this and I did it, and now this happened, and now you know, what I mean, that's just sure. part of life and part of my journey. Um, but now looking back, it's like God literally had to have me go through these things to learn, to grow, to trust Him more, you know. Um, not to make it like super spiritual, but like, that's the, that's the, that's God's main desire is that I could have all the riches in the world. If my, if my heart's not with Jesus, like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So, so, so it's good. also helped me, I think, you know, tying it all in, it's helped me not take my eyes off of what's most important. Yeah. And in that, it's really cool to see how like in our, our goal, our company is obviously we're going to provide for our families. That's a given. But, um, you know, serve people, help people make smart financial decisions, right? Yeah. And that happens to be through through loans, through real estate for us, right? Um, giving back, you know, uh, training our, you know, coaching our loan officers, like all these things that we're doing that I needed all this experience in the low time to be able to be in a position where I could you know, lead people in this way, Yeah. you know, yep. starting with my family, you know, I'm not perfect. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of things I need to work on, but you know, mine and Ashley's relationship has really, uh, really gotten better through that, yeah. through that time. It was hard. I felt like, you know, and she'll say it too, like there was a dark cloud over me for, for that season. It just felt like, man, I'm just fighting all these things and it's hard and it's difficult. I'm not making any money and I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be providing all these things, but it was all with, within per with God's plan and purpose. And yeah. now I, if someone had told me, you know, down the road, you'd be, you know, doing what you're doing now and, you know, you know, owning a, a mortgage company. And I would have never thought that, yeah. you know, but God kept opening up these doors. So I don't, I would, walk through it and, and, you know, forgive. And, you know, it would, it led to where we are today. And so, um, I think that when I, when I think about that journey, it's just been like, all right, Lord, I'm on this journey with you, uh, wherever you want to lead, let's go. And it yeah. happens to be for me and in, in the mortgage world, you know, yeah. could God call us into ministry again and serving at a church? Maybe who knows, you know, totally could happen. Yeah. Um, but we're tr trying to be a good steward of of what he's given us, you know, to, yeah. to do right now. And um, that's been, it's been really cool to see the doors that literally God has opened up. Yeah. You know, like we probably shouldn't be, I shouldn't be this far along in my career, you know, without the favor of God. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying like, no, well, God, God brought me through some things. Yes. And, I had to learn some hard lessons. Yeah. But on the other side of it, God is, I feel like God, what's the right way to say this? I feel like God has opened up these doors because he trusts that I'm going to steward it correctly. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. You know, he, you've seen, you've seen him expedite maybe some things in, yes. on this side because of that favor of being able a hundred percent. And that's, I think it's a great say. I mean, you, you're, you've got, a, a, I respect and, and admire your humility. Uh, yeah. And I think people will hear and feel that as they listen, but man, it's, it's, it's good to acknowledge what you're, what you're acknowledging, which is part of your faithfulness and not, you didn't push a jack button, man. That's the thing I want to just say, well done. And I'm so thankful for you, you that's in the difficult valleys, right? You could have pushed a jack button on a lot of things could have pushed a jack button on your just overall health. You could have pushed a jack button on your marriage could have pushed a jack button on you're really trusting the lord and trying to continue to keep him at the center of your life and you didn't and even as you got beat down and had moments where you're like what the heck you, you kept going and kept bringing things back to the lord and trying to hear what is he saying what is he doing you kept showing up at the door 
of mm. maybe not solar knocking, but the, the next door of like, is this what you have, God? And and seeing if it is. And then, you know, God can't force us to walk through doors. He can open a lot of doors, um, yeah. you know, but there's a partnership there, right? And so yeah. I just I just want to I want to acknowledge that. And again, you're humble and, and all of that. So I, I appreciate it. But but for people to see in in this season of of their own lives to go, man, don't don't neglect the partnership of obedience and faith and trusting the Lord to to walk through those doors and and receive this season of favor, man. And 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 continue to steward it like I know you are like you're you are taking the season of, of the blessing of God in this way and doing what you can with it to, to serve people in a really cool way and make an impact that's going to last much more than, you know, this temporary experience on earth. And, uh, and that's part of what I love about Thanks, you. Man. That's been a part of your MO uh, from from the days that I met you 15, so, you know, years ago. 16, 15 years, man. Maybe, maybe even more. I mean, if we're going back to 2007, wow. that's a long time. That's yeah. some that's that's long time ago. Um, yeah. but, 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 man, just... The impact in those formidable years, uh, continuing to just see from afar, you know, um, the way that God's moving in your life, your family, you got a beautiful family, man. And, uh, Thanks, yeah, love. Yeah. Thank you. Love the, uh, the culture of what you're building around you. Like the, the aroma of, of Sean Aspenlin is, um, it's you're, you're, you smell Christ, man. You smell the Lord. You see the Lord moving in, in what you're doing. And, uh, it's awesome. I think it's just, the, I really do think it's just the beginning of you experiencing that season too. You know, not that there's Thank not going to be hard things like, you know, but, sure. <laughs> but man, that's, uh, you could just feel it. You could feel the momentum. You could feel the, the wave of what the Lord is doing. And, uh, I, I just think it's going to keep, keep happening. You're going to have to go, good Lord, we need more, uh, loan officers like ASAP, you know, and yeah, you see, I was scrolling yeah, that's through your, what we're praying. That's what we're praying for. Yeah, I was scrolling through your website um, yesterday, just looking up Thrive Lending stuff, and going, man, look at this team of people that is is on just this website alone, and people that are part of this thing, and it's continuing to grow. Some amazing people you guys have got uh, over there. Some mutual friends of Zach Wheeler. Yeah, I saw Zach. Man. I saw Zach. Let's go. Um, oh man, so cool. Yeah, so man, just um, thank you. Thanks for. Uh, the the way you poured your life into me in that season and, and for allowing the Lord to develop the story and testimony that he has in your life and sharing it, a snapshot of it with, with us today. I know people are going to be impacted by it and, course, and I'm really, really, really thankful for that. So Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It's really great connecting. I know we yeah. chat once in a while, but it's good to... Yeah, talk about these things. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna figure out our way to get back uh, to visit in uh, the the Tennessee. Yeah, the come on area. out, man. We're gonna make sure we uh, we grab some food and see you guys next time we're out there. Cause um, yeah, it's it's it seems like it's the the mecca everybody keeps moving out to. So we're not we're not there we're not there we're not there, we're not there yet. Could be one day, but we're we're planted here in Pacific Northwest. We'll but yeah, there's like <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of our yeah. family friends heading out there. So. <laughs> Man, you sound like me. Yeah, <laughs> sound like what I was saying. <laughs> Shoot, oh man! With that, everybody listening and watching, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, yeah, man, I hope you're encouraged by that. I know you will be. So until next time, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>